This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods Network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast network of your choice. If you're listening to me for the first time, I'm a regular guy podcasting from Southern Africa and sharing my real-life experiences as well as with other regular people. My life is not perfect and neither is yours. I am a believer, a Christian, and that's what helps keep me afloat. This doesn't shield me or give me any immunity from the challenges of this life but I have the greatest treasure in life, and that is hope in Christ. When all else fails, that alone is my solid ground to persevere through this life. What is your hope based on? In today's show, I speak to Alice Mulo, a self-taught artist in one of the most fascinating uh, conversations I've had in a while. Alice has an amazing talent, but also is a very intelligent and gifted person. She and I spoke through her process of art, her beautiful adult art therapy coloring book project of combining art with advocacy for mental health. And I also speak to her about her journey in entrepreneurship and business. This is one show you don't want to miss because at the end of the show, I'm giving out free goodies, people. You too. It's been a while. Yeah, this September, <laughs> I was supposed to do this in July. Everything happens for a reason, so I guess it's a perfect time. Perfect. I'm <laughs> glad um, you accepted to do this and I appreciate you taking the time. And hopefully, we'll have a good recording today. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just before we get into it, let me uh, give a, try and give a brief intro of you so our <laughs> listeners get to know who you are. So. Okay. Here goes. Alice is an award-winning artist who has exhibited her art both in Zambia and abroad in a total of over 13 exhibitions, all in a five-year span from 2017. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Um, Alice is a self-taught photographic media mixed visual artist who is um, otherwise by profession an economist. And in this stunning studio looking at all this art, and it's just amazing. Um, in addition to her art, she has published a Zambian first, uh, an adult coloring book called Free Your Mind, Free Yourself, which brings together art and uh, mental health. And I have a copy for myself. I've been coloring it and experienced <laughs> the joy that it brings. So it's, it's amazing to, to see what she's done. We're going to get into that and talk about it a bit more. She describes herself as a creative who is an economist by profession, an entrepreneur by choice, and an artist by passion. Welcome, 
welcome to the show, Alice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> amazing. Is that the intro, right? Uh, out? Uh, no, I think in a nutshell, that's that that describes me. Good, good, yes. good, good. So, um, I know. I think last time we we sat down um, to chat uh, is I think three years ago. Yeah, give, give or take, yes. In, Must be. In Pretoria. Yes. And we had a lot of conversation and I think um, perhaps it was like my maybe second year, I think. Second or third year into entrepreneurship. Ah. But by then you had already gone through <laughs> a lot of the stuff that I've experienced by now. Mm. And a lot has changed since then. What have you been up to? Um... Where, where do I start? I think from from 2019, um, right before right before the lockdown, I was doing a lot of exhibitions during that time. And I think that year kind of, uh, I just gave myself a chance to explore and yep. see what more I can do in the artistic area, but also attach it to... Um, the entrepreneurship side. I always like to marry the things that, that I do so that nothing is left behind. Yep. It kind of becomes easier for me to do. So I did a lot of exhibitions and then also um, I became more intentional to advocate for mental health awareness. And um, I found that it's something that has been with me all along, yep. but I didn't know that I would actually incorporate it in the art. So that's the time I actually... Uh, decided to combine art and mental health awareness. Okay. So I've kind of been more intentional to do the art stuff, like create the artworks and do exhibitions, but also uh, actively talk about mental health awareness. And I've done several projects. Um, I think that was also 2019 into 2020. Um, I did a virtual art exhibition. Yeah. Um, it's on the website. The website is uh, www.iamwithoutaface.com. The yep. ORG. So that's kind of like the birth, the, the, the birth period of being active with mental health awareness. And then um, from that, I moved on to collaborate with organizations as well. One of the organizations that even up to now still, uh, I still do projects with is uh, OSISA, um, Open Society Initiative for Southern Africa. So we do a lot of projects that have to do with mental health awareness. And yeah, I think fast forward, it's been more about building the brand and also um, just being uh, more intentional with the kind of artworks that I do. Coming from a self-taught background, I have yeah. to teach myself a lot of things. So also that period gave me time to uh, learn more about myself and my uh, just how far I'm willing to go with the artwork. That's, that's amazing. I think the last time I... I went through your studio. I think you're doing a lot more digital, is it? Yes. Yeah, digital. Yeah. But this is different and it's amazing to see uh, now, like it's been a, over three year gap, but to see a different type of, different. Uh, meaning that there's been an evolution, there's been growth, and it's just, it's amazing. I mean, this is, this is great. So, um, I want to start off with where you you talked about um, your art going into uh, into mental health, particularly I am without a face. Yes. So I did a little b- 
bit of digging as I always do <laughs> with my guests. Okay. And um, I picked up um, something that, I mean, you've mentioned it um, on your website that uh, it's a poem. And I remember, I think I read through somewhere that it is a poem, but I never actually read the poem, you know. And I could see parts of it in, in, in the uh, coloring book as well. Talk me through where uh, I am without your face comes from and uh, the poem itself. Okay, so, so, um, I am without a face, uh, was kind of like an epiphany. And, uh, it, it was also a moment of self reflection where I was beginning to, to think more on mental health awareness. Like, what is, what is it? What is how? How is it um, on a personal level? What do I think it is? Because every time I'm doing something, there, there's a lot of passion that uh, is attached to it. So I want it to be as uh, vulnerable and also as um, um, like very basic in understanding what mental health is. And for me, I came to realize that it's something that is compound in a sense, but you can't attach a face to it. It's not something you can, it's not something you can see and say, it doesn't have a, a, a specific figure to identify it by. And that's where the, the, the thought process of seeing it as something without a face came from. So when I now, so usually, and I'll take this to my work process as well. Usually when I'm working and I'm trying to come up or I'm coming up with a concept, uh, I work with words, okay, uh, and then I also work with the emotion attached to those words. And when I realized that um, I looked at mental health as something that is without a face, hence uh, I am without a face, yeah. uh, I attached an emotion to it. So the emotion translated itself into a poem, and I wanted to express how. Uh, I view it as in something that I can now understand and what words I can attach to it. So that's, that, that is what uh, gave me the meaning in a poem. So that was just a self-expression. Okay. And uh, this, this poem and art was featured in the Aki Review of Arts, right? So the so the work that was featured in is uh, not the poem, but there is an artwork mm-hmm. uh, that is titled uh, "Voice of Redemption." Okay. Yes, that was the piece that was featured. Right. In that article. Okay. Yes. Um, what's the story behind that "Voice of Redemption"? So, so for "Voice of Redemption," it was uh, uh, for that particular article. They had a theme that they wanted us to express. Okay. And for me, it was more about the African voice and us being coming from a point of it's time that we, we, we tell our own story because all the time that the African voice or the African story it's always told from a perspective of people that don't actually experience being African. And we learn about other people's history and other people's stories that know our stories. And the stories that we that I talked about uh, of Africans are stories told by people that are actually not African. Okay. So that voice of redemption was just focusing on 
as a youth, as a young person in this world, you want to leave a legacy of words because for me, words are very powerful. And I feel like every time you speak something, you birth it, you kind of give it an identity. So that voice of redemption is, um, we are coming from a, from a situation where uh, stories have been taught by, of us from yep. a different perspective, but we want to grow from that kind of uh, position and give our own voice and that's a legacy we get to leave for the uh, future generation. Okay, amazing. Now, uh, obviously I'm one of those people who I love art mm. uh, extremely, but I actually don't understand um, the differences. Okay. Uh, and in fact, um, when I met you, uh, when you were running me through your work in your studio uh, years ago, you, it was the first time I was introduced to mixed media art, ah. which is what was your specialty at that time. Yeah. And uh, tell me the differences um, of what you're doing now, what mixed media art is and... Uh, Okay, so like for mixed media, mostly uh, by just the terms mixed and media, it's like you're mixing different mediums. Usually when people are painting, there's things like um, oil paint, um, acrylic paint, or so it's, or maybe like photography on its own, you're just taking a picture. But then with the mixed media, you can now add maybe, um, you can add stones to your painting. Yeah. Uh, you, you add different mediums to create one piece. Right. So for my mixed media, the two things that I would use was paint and photographs. Okay. So I would actually transfer like a, a, a picture onto a surface and then create a whole different artwork. So oh. that was the, the mixed media uh, that I would, that was very interested in. Still interested, still in, interested in it, but uh, I've kind of just allowed myself to evolve as I go. Yeah. So now, so even with the mixed media, I would still do a lot of abstract work. Okay. If you ask me to paint you, I'll, I'll tell you I can't paint, I can't replicate your looks, I can't do a realistic painting, but, oh. uh, well, yet, maybe I can <laughs> Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I can create a, a, an abstract piece. Okay. So that's, for me, that is my understanding because again, coming from a self-taught, it's not going by the book, maybe someone who's from, uh, a scholar will come and say, no, that's not what mixed media is, but I choose to just um, define it by my understanding and my experience. So I can tell you by what I see, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the definitions, whether I have standard, Oxford standard, but the work is stunning. And I'm not just saying this because you're on, you're on my podcast, but this is, it's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, we're going to go a little bit deeper into a, a bit of um, your coloring book. Um, it's called Free Yourself, Free Your Mind. Free Your Mind, Free Yourself. Um, yeah, Free Yourself, Free, free Your Mind, Free Yourself. Um, so I think when I was doing my list of people to interview on season two of my show, which is a very young podcast, and I was, it was, I think, at that time that you released your, your, your book, you launched your book. And, um, so I, I got a piece of it and I saw it and I was like, I want it. Yeah, <laughs> and I want it. So I, and when I got it, I didn't regret it. If, 
I, I would buy it as many times to give it to many people who wow. don't understand it, who really like love art, but also because it spoke to me. Um, by nature, I'm an introvert. And if you've uh, listened to any of my podcasts, I also have struggled with mental health. And uh, especially as an entrepreneur, self-doubt, you get all these things, and then you, you get to a point where people don't, feel like people don't understand that you guys well maybe they won't get it and then uh naturally it's easier to keep to yourself and and so you express yourself my gift is words i i'm a storyteller i love uh, but this expression through art is just i love looking at art but being able to be like part of something you know and through it you're telling a story um you can tell your story through words and art so you are gifted with that so i really loved it and um i definitely gifted someone already uh, who loves it i had to ship it outside the country for them (laughs) so so it's an amazing tell me about how this wonderful project came to be so i think i'm going to say i am a very self-aware kind of person and it's helped me along the way I think um, focusing on self has uh, been like a core uh, factor in everything that I do. So even for the book, it was uh, actually during the lockdown, Mm -hmm. um, I experienced a a shift in terms of work and also um, I had moments of anxiety the unknown because uh, and and because I was at home, I was in South Africa and the lockdown that side was more yeah, intense than, yeah. <laughs> than here in Zambia. So that experience created a shift in everything. Now it's like what next? Yeah. We were all afraid what what what's going to be, is there going to be a tomorrow? Mm. So I found that uh, I cre- I started um, running to my painting. So every time I would be very stressed, I would do like some work without, without, um, without a concept, uh, without using words and all anything, just to sit and be with myself with the painting. So every time I did that, I realized I would be less stressed. Yeah. Or the things that I was worried about wouldn't be there anymore by the time I finish in that painting. So then I was thinking, okay, so I have this escape. Do other people actually have an escape? Mm. Or if they do, is it the most conducive escape? Because other people will have an escape, but it won't be the most conducive escape. So I started thinking of um, what then can I, um, like, gift to the world or gift to other people that actually don't know that they can use art as an escape. And it started becoming (coughs) that kind of an idea. So I slowly started uh, thinking through a concept, but without realizing that it would be a book. So, yeah, so it was like a whole year of just going through a process. Then, again, because coming from a self-taught, yeah. like Alex, really, you're going to uh, create pieces for a book. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're ambitious, but... Really? <laughs> yeah, just hold it, leave it for others or yes, something. <laughs> like, so then, again, I'm always up to a challenge. And I, so I bought a sketchbook, mm. uh, an A3 sized sketchbook. 
and I bought pencils and I started. So I started one by one, I would complete the piece. Um, it took some days, others could be like a day, I would mm. spend like the entire day I have to finish because also again with my work, I always love to be emotionally connected. So being disconnected would be me starting a piece today and then following that the next week. Okay. There's so much that will happen between, between. that time. And I always like to be, I've heard this, this from people that uh, my work looks like there's a lot of emotion involved. Yep. So that emotion has to be connected. There has to be a, connect, a constant connection. Yeah. So I started through the whole process. I said, okay, I can create these pieces. So I created pieces, bit by bit, I completed the pieces. And um, then I actually thought this, this could actually be a book. So how do I now present the work? So now I've done the work, but then how do I now uh, put it in a in a way that still really help a person out there? Right. I'm thinking, okay, but then I have to translate the things to now like digital form and all that. And so so this is like has been a whole process, a thought process, and but the end goal was to provide a tool that you can use in the comfort of your own space right. and still use it in your own time and then let it be a conversation you have with yourself. And that's, that's why at the beginning of the book, there is not to myself. To yourself, yeah. So you as the person using the book, what message do you have for yourself? Because mm-hmm. I wanted it some, to be something that is, uh, it becomes personalized. It's not, oh, Alice created these pieces, so these are Alice's pieces. No. It becomes personalized to the person using the book. That's your own personal journey. And the story you have at the end of it is personal to you. It's not what I wanted to wanted it to be. It's, yeah. it's what you view it as when you use the book. I haven't even colored so many. Like I, In fact, I, have, I must confess, I was scared to color my own coloring book. Uh. <laughs> I was scared. It took me so long to actually color something in the book. And right. because... At that point, I also viewed it as now a personal journey. Yeah. So uh, it's like, I, am I going to actually create something good when I now add mm. uh, color to these pieces? So it's kind of been a whole journey, it's still continuous because I feel like there's so much that it can be. So the process is still ongoing, but the intention was to provide something that another person can use and still find that escape, that meaningful escape. And then by the time they are are using it as an escape, they are motivated. And that's why there's inspirational quotes and positive affirmations. Again, words are very important. Uh, When I'm feeling low, I will tell myself, um, I I was blessed before I was born. So if I'm feeling, okay, there's no way that this thing is going to work, First thing, the first thing I'll do when I wake up is today will be an amazing day. So you, if if you're in the room with me, you'll probably think, okay, what's going on? What are you expecting? I'm not expecting anything, <laughs> but I'm telling myself today will be an amazing day. Or I am important. Uh, I am strong. I am intentional. So every so I wanted someone else to experience what I experience when I tell myself those things. And I think words are very important. What we say to ourselves is what we're, we're speaking to the mind and what we're giving to the universe. And whatever you release becomes, it's, it, for me, I view it as it becomes as something that is existing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So something that is unspoken is non-existent in my view. It's still just lingering in the space in your mind. But yeah. once you give it, once you give it life, once you once you speak mm. it, you've given it life. You give it an identity. Yeah. So the positive affirmations for me were also something that I felt very important. Yeah. You must be able to speak positively to yourself because yeah. if you don't, who will? Right. Yeah. I, and just to piggyback on that, I I think one of the biggest struggles that I have mm. had is um, being positive about myself. Mm. And and the worst bit of it was, I would speak negatively. And recently, um, I was uh, listening to a podcast. I forget the name of that lady, and she said something. Uh, she was traumatized uh, mm. by um, the FBI. It's a story. I'll, I'll put the links in the podcast when I post it. But what she said was, as part of her healing, yeah. was express nothing negative about yourself or about a situation without a solution. So basically, if you can't figure out, just keep it yourself, like, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. As soon as you say it, you give it like you, your thoughts. Nothing can pick up on your thoughts. I can't tell what you're thinking. But as soon as you say it, exactly. you know, it's got life. Yeah. No matter how you kind of try to uh, afterwards do the damage yeah. control, what I had first to stick them. Or so, it carried. so I, I struggled with that, especially early on. And um, as I started to be more aware of what uh, I was struggling with, I realized that my words needed to change as well. Right. Obviously, it's a process, just it's like your process. process. It doesn't just immediately, but I've learned to be more conscious. Before I say something, you know, that's negativity. So going to your coloring book, the first thing that I noticed, and I'm good with patterns, the first thing, there are two things, was one, you've talked about your quotes. The very first page says, I am worthy of love and life. I don't know if you realize how important that statement is. Um, obvious perhaps to yourself, but to other people. I don't know if you realize the weight, how deep that is. Because the first thing that we, ex one of the biggest issues we experience in mental, when you're struggling with your mental health is, this sense of unworthiness, you don't deserve life, you don't deserve, and it's sort of just um, crunching the space, making it so small that you feel, I got to get out. And ultimately, that's how it leads to people wanting to, to, go to, to take their own lives because it starts with, I'm not worthy, I'm not... You know, so when you say I am worthy of love and life, you know, those are the simplest and freest things that we get in life. And so the first affirmation I would say I I think I used to change my perspective in life was to realize that even if I face the most difficult of situations or I face rejection or whatever people say, it doesn't make me any less valuable. And in the struggles with mental health, that's the foundation. Most people, I, I don't know if it was by design that you put it in the first page. I'm going to explain to you because <laughs> now you've, 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 you've triggered my mind, but I'll let you finish. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought it was a wonderful, uh, that's a, just the first thing that's like, because 
in the morning when I wake up, mm. I've become more conscious to be thankful. Mm. And I want to be thankful for one thing, but I find I'm being thankful for so many things because I recognize the best thing that is the life that I've been given. It's for a reason, you know what yes. I mean? As soon as I put that aside, it becomes an avalanche of all sorts of things that can, oh, if I'm not worthy of life, then I'm not worthy of anything good. And that's why this is happening. That's So I, I think that that's special. That's the first thing. The second thing I noticed was I'm good with patterns. Um, I noticed a lot of plants and trees. I did color it. I'm obsessive, by the way. I'm looking at and I'm actually very surprised and very happy. So I saw um, plants and trees as that pattern. Even when I was coloring the clock, there's some roots and some plants. Can you talk me through those two things? Okay, so I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with the first thing you pointed out. And um, this is not even just with the coloring book. Sometimes when I say it, uh, I have that moment like, should you have said that? Mm. But that's what it is. <coughs> so every, uh, I'm going to use the word every uh, with emphasis. Every word that I create okay. um, is um, it's an identity. All right. So, what happens is when I'm creating, I have no control of what the piece will be. Okay. And I've learned this the hard way, actually. The hard way. Um, by personality, I like to do things the way I want them. And I, quote-unquote, want to control the ending. Okay. But what I found with my artwork um, is it never wants me to control what it should be. And right. every time I've tried to control, I am incapable of going forward. And this is like realistically, I can't even move the brush. Yeah. Every time I've tried to control the end, I will struggle. So usually the self-aware is also even in the creation. And I reluctantly will ask the work. And I will say, say if I'm in the space, if I'm here and I'm praying, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll speak to the work and I'll say, okay, I'm ready to listen. Yeah. What do you want to be? And whatever that communication is, will always give me a result of what the piece needed to be. Oh. So even in terms of the words that were placed in the book, I feel like that is what they wanted to be and they were, they were placed there as they want to be placed. So even the first page there, as you read it and you, you told me, I didn't even realize from another person's point of view that it will have that impact. Mm. But that is because I am always ready to listen to what my work wants to be. Okay. Those drawings in the book were not drawn. They were not, that, that is not the way they are drawn in the sketchbook. It was actually, yes, it was actually a process that I would see that this one, and I, I kind of, I kind of hear that this should be here, like, 
Mm-hmm. Like number one should be this, right. number two should be that, till the end. Okay. And then also the words. And I experienced this as I was creating the word, placement of the words and what um, the words should be. And if the, the person I was working with was here, yeah. he would say, yeah, I experienced that. Because I explained to them that these things speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one piece which um, had a placement that it wasn't fitting. Okay. So I tried and I was rushing through. I wanted it to be to like I need to finish this. Yeah. So we're sitting and I'm saying like ah, I think put this and I could feel like resistance. So I said, No, it doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit in. And I told him, Okay, um, I'm gonna have to do this the way I need to do this because the work wants to be what it wants to be, but I need to allow it to be that. Okay. So I said I need I need at least three, five minutes, I need to step out of the room. So I stepped out and I sat somewhere outside and I have to like be ready to listen. So I actually heard what the words were supposed to be. And I went back and I said, uh, now I know what it needs to be. This mm. is what, and he jumped out of the seat. He said, that fits in. That yeah. makes sense. That yeah. fits in. Exactly. Yes. Now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So explain that to me. Like they, they actually want to be what they want to be. I shouldn't force it. Okay. So it's very fascinating that you pointed out that the first thing is that I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So if I didn't listen, probably I would have done what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which so. be- which begs me to ask. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm I'm gonna ask. So have you struggled with um wanting to control everything? In the past is it, is it something that you've struggled with? In the past, yes, but I think that's the like the channel of self awareness. Uh-huh. I think that's where it came from. Yeah. Because now I know, like even with the paintings, I'm not kidding. Every time, like when I say, okay, this project, I'll walk into the room and I'll know what colors I need to pick. Right. Like I'll just instinctively uh, follow my intuition. Right. So I'll pick. Uh, I'll kind of here red. Yeah. Pick yellow. Yeah. Pick without because these are abstract. These are imaginative. So I'm not. There's no sketching. No, There's no sketchbook no. anywhere yeah. in a place that it, this should be this way. Yeah. So I'm working with emotions, words, and music. It also plays a very important okay. role. Yeah. So uh, I'll pick, okay, uh, gold, black, white, and then I begin to create. I just follow the flow. So in the past years, I struggled with, but now I know. And I, even with this work that you're seeing here, there were moments where I can't remember which work that was. It really gave me a hard time because I was, I wanted it to be something, <laughs> and then I just said, "Okay, fine, I'm ready to listen." And mm. all the time I say, "I'm ready to listen," just like it's kind of like show me what you want to be, and I feel like that's what uh, helps me to not limit my imagination. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not fi- I'm not I'm not placing a figure in my mind. Mm. I'm just letting it flow. To actually create, create itself. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So talk me through the patterns. So the patterns as well. So if you if you read even something like maybe my bio, my profile, um, I always say I believe we're one in nature. Mm-hmm. So the symbolism of plants and things like roots for me. I found that it signifies life, it signifies importance, it signifies a journey, 
it signifies um, where we come from. And when I'm beginning to, exp if I want to express something like maybe, um, maybe something that is uh, maybe like dead or lifeless, uh, you will tell by the kind of pattern that it is, or it would be maybe like a, um, a dry log. And if you, if, if I'm going to express something like uh, positivity, it will be something coming from, um, like even for the clock, they, you see like there are flowers, but the clock looks like it's yeah, melting. Yeah, yeah. And it's just always... That was like, one of the saddest ones. Mm, <laughs> and it's kind of like time is melting away, but yeah. there's still hope. Yeah. Even with the, even with that kind of an experience, there's still life. There's, I, I always believe that there's always hope just this just even if it's the slightest yeah. can i just interrupt hope. you on that one because i think now i get it because mm. th this this one was the saddest and when i was covering it i i wanted everything to be specific my son did come in wanting to color, but mm. I said, like, you help, you color the next one. I wanted to ah. color. But on this one, just as you explained now, now I kind of get the concept, why I felt it was sad for me. Mm. Because one of the things that I struggled with, yeah. um, the reason I asked you if you struggled with wanting to color is that I am particular with everything it has to be in a certain way. It has to be done at a particular mm. time. I'm a, if I if I am late, I'll beat myself about it for years or whatever. I'm that, and um, I actually did something. Uh, I talked about it around perfection. I want, I'm a, I used or I used to be now. I'm, I'm, I'm confessing that I'm no longer that okay. I, because I wanted to control everything. So when it comes to time and the clock, I I <laughs> you get it right. <laughs> you get it. So like. Time is passing and I'm not going to reach my goals if this yeah, doesn't yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. that kind of a thing. So I I got it, but I didn't get it. Mm. But I knew it was a sad thing because it was something I, I didn't want to deal with. Yeah, you know? you are not ready to you know, the, 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 the I'm advertising your coloring book because <laughs> it, was, it was an experience of something. Like this is why I think I feel like it's great because you let things out. Yes. You know, some things are, uh, you thought you let them out or let them go or yeah. something, but it allows you to experience that. And you don't know, like you said, when you're yeah. winning, that's your expression, right? but you yeah. believe it's something gonna, that's gonna help somebody. Yeah. And that, that was it with this, because I always count the years, the time, Ooh. the goals. Of, <laughs> in fact, I used to have like a tabulation of where, what I need to do and where I need to be wow. by what. So I felt like, this one spoke to me and like, yeah. And what are, what are the words? And it say? says, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So just as time passes and flows, so do feelings, which is exactly right. Because it's just a feeling. You think you think you're behind. You're not reaching a It's just a feeling. It's not actually true. Yeah. And then at the bottom, you say, "I am strong." Yes. Strong enough to yes. go through this phase yes. until that time. So. Yeah. And, and when we. Speak about this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping onto your time. When we talk about these things, it's not like um, 
once you are over a certain stage, that's it. It's a process. Sometimes you feel low. Yes, and, and it's you, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And tomorrow you feel great. Tomorrow you feel low. But the same thing that you felt great yesterday, it's, it's yes. a process. But every day you, you kind of battle through it, right? Mm. And I, I'm, I'm reminded of um, one of my personal quotes because I do self-quotes. Yeah, you do <laughs> I always tell myself, and I'm sure you, you probably, if you ever read somewhere, you, you probably hear what I'm about to say. Yeah. No matter how hard it gets, show up for your dream every time. Yeah, I saw that one. You've seen yeah, it, I've right? seen it. I, like, show up every day, every time, every second, no matter how hard it gets. Just show up. You just need to show up. And, and showing up doesn't mean you need to do something. You just need to be present and you just need to recognize that that dream is alive. Yeah. That dream is alive. It's hard today. It's hard right now. But my dream still exists. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped me like over time. Yeah. Even when I'm feeling low, I've cried so many times. <laughs> I always say my wife has seen me cry more than any person yeah. in life. Yeah. Literally. In the literal sense. Yeah. But like me showing up always kind of gives me a push. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's with the with the patterns, and I want you to read. If you've uh, you've um, triggered a thought, I want you to read the back, like the cover. Okay, at yes. the back. Yes, the yep. outer cover. Uh, this one. Yes. I want you to read. Right. Art. Uh, can I start where the drawings or just the just art? The, no, from the top. All right. The drawings in this book are intentionally not drawn to perfection. Perfection is overrated and limits your creativity. Art is freedom, expressive, and fulfilling. Take yourself on a journey of self-discovery and experience with an open mind. Our mental health care is just as important as any other form of care. The part about perfection was meant for me clearly. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. It's amazing. So I actually did a full a full podcast on my perfection and what happened. It's a funny story. You should listen to it when you have time. That's how much I struggled. But let's get back to it. Yeah. So so the clock the clock was specific. you didn't know it, but it was specifically for me, right? <laughs> it's 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 great. It's, it's great, great for know. yeah, it's for people who are struggling with with all these things. Amazing. So, I mean, uh, half the time I've interacted with you, um, you have this confidence about you and you have this sense of um, candidness. Mm. Yeah, you're quite candid. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but also... um, in that candidness, you you are open to express your challenges and struggles. Yes, some of them, not all of them. Yeah, because we never. <laughs> I'm, I'm very expressive, exactly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then out of it also, there's clear positivity. Mm, yeah. So, I'd like you to share with me a bit more about some of the, your personal challenges you've had with the mental health. Uh, struggling with mental health and this because mm. when I talk to you I mean obviously clearly you can say I cry and whatnot but what has it been like for you to really get to a point where you're 
passionate about helping somebody, somebody experience the same sort of um, release that you are going to. And again, I'm going to say this again. It's a process. It's day by day, you know. <laughs> okay, so um, I've, uh, I heard you point out that you're an introvert. Yeah. I appear to be an extrovert, actually. But I'm actually more introverted uh, than an extrovert. So probably, I think that's where people... Because I've heard it so many times, they're confident. They come out confident. For me, it's... Um, I've always... I think for the longest time, I've always taken my life as a journey. As a whole process. Mm-hmm. In everything. I've just always had like this self, self-actualization, uh, self-talk. Uh, be aware of self there's always been this thing uh, and I think it's from experiences if um, I'll give an example I'm quite short mm-hmm. mm. so I remember one time I was walking in the streets and uh, I think I was that time yeah school I was going to school and I was going to get on a bus in Kulima Tower yeah. and because uh, I was at Cavendish so I was going to I was I was in the I was going to the to the bus station and then these guys um the ones that work there started uh calling me uh calling me a dwarf mm-hmm. and of course it it got to me like they were laughing and passing hey bamunen wa dwarf shanshani hey you know and I'm think and I and I was thinking wow people are reckless you don't even know how that could get to me. And in the moment, it got to me, but I, I've always promised myself to never let things get to me, especially when they are coming from an exterior point of view. Yeah. I have no control of what people bring in, but I can control what I accept. Right. So I, I, I was hurt by that, but I moved on from it. And it's coming from a point of, You've probably heard it so many times, but people will say it, uh, maybe they'll make jokes about it. Sometimes it will get to you, sometimes it won't. That doesn't get to me any anymore. But at that point, because also I was younger, my mental capacity <laughs> was also growing and all that. And, I, and I've, I've even heard like even some kids, because some kids are taller than me and like I'll be walking again and they'll say, Hey, Konya, you see, ah, you're taller than her, you're taller than her. Mm. And I, like, you just ignore, like, they're kids. So, you know, those things. And, um, I like my space. So, I really love my space. There's only so much I can handle of uh, external influence action. But I get to hear a lot of people say, no, you're an extrovert. There's no, I said, no, actually, I'm more introverted. So, it's been a self thing. I'm, I'm, I like to say, I like to center myself. And I also like to use things like there's a lot of white noise. So when I want to remove that white noise, I'll center myself, I'll be in my space, I'll have music on. I can I, I listen to instrumentals. I can listen to instrumentals for four hours straight and I'm just kind of like creating a cocoon. So things like mental challenges would be like being anxious. Uh, before, I, I would actually have like anxiety attacks, like where I have like heart palpitations, but that was like not understanding exactly what I was experiencing. Okay. But I always like to go back to being strong. 
So I am strong and I will find the way out. And I always believe there's not only one way out. So if I'm feeling like this, what can I do about it? Okay. I have a friend who laughs at me. She probably listens to this. She'll say, yeah. Uh, every time I have a headache, I'll ask myself, what has caused this headache? And I'll start uh, creating like, so is it, am I dehydrated? Or is it my eyes? Uh, did I stay too long in the sun? Uh, is it, so I, I know what kind of headaches I have. Mm. Because I am that <laughs> self-aware <laughs> when it comes to certain parts of my life. So uh, for me, that helps me to always find a solution. Remember the control? Right. Solution, yes, I'm a solution uh, person. And probably even the book because I'm solution-oriented. Yeah. And I think I have to thank my dad for that. He brought us up with being proactive right. rather than reactive. So I think it, it kind of like always plays a huge role in when there's a problem. My first thing is, what can I do? Yeah, what needs um, to be done? What's the, what's the solution? Yeah. Because I can't just allow the problem to continue. And if it's things like even complaints, uh, I can't be found around people are complaining the whole time with no solution. I find it, uh, I find it unfair actually because I'm saying, okay, so we already know we already know what the problem is. What can we do about that problem? So I'm solution oriented. So those are the things that. Um, always run through my mind, what can I do? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do about it? Uh, things like um, self-publishing. Because yeah. I'm thinking, I'm not going to, who's, am I going to find a publisher? Who's going to you have so it? many things to convince them about, so why yes. not do it? Why not just do it? Self-taught. Uh, I did economics, university, mm. and all that. Am uh, I already sit in a class and learn about art? No, I'm no. not. What can I do about it? How can I get what I want and still um, be happy about it? So I'll teach myself. A lot of things, I mean, just like the, like, um, maybe like the painting, the cover of the book. Those are two, they're two of my paintings actually in the studio. What can I, I don't, I just always like to feel uh, present in the work that I also present. Yeah. So the things of like stress, I think high levels of stress as well used to be like one of my challenges, high levels of stress. And it still came to the same point of what can I do about this high level of stress? Sometimes I would literally be there like, okay, let's breathe in, breathe out. I even created a technique that works for me. If I'm too stressed and I start feeling like I'm having a headache, I'll take deep breaths. Um... What was the technique? Like breathing deeply, like count maybe like seven times, then release. And then after again, seven, uh, I think maybe four times, and then take another deep breath. So I always just like formulate things that work for me. And it's always, it's always helpful because then I'm not doing anything to harm myself. I'm actually finding a solution. Something that helps. That helps me. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, I, I dug a little bit more. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> I dug a little bit more, and um, I found this quote. Um, it says, a lot of people rush to the bigger picture and forget the smaller picture of things. Can you tell me about that quote? I want to know where you found that because you really dug. 
tell me about that quote. Because, um, I mean, the context of the whole conversation was important. The, the reason this uh, caught my attention is it's good to have a bigger picture. I think that's my perspective of it. It's good to have a bigger picture because those are like long term, you know. Overall, this is where I want to get to. But the, this, every you spoke about your journey. Yes. It's a journey. So a bump in the road, a fall, a small victory, everything matters. Those small details. And another way other people could spin it would be, well, pay attention to all the details. Be yeah. detail-oriented as well. So tell me about it. So, like when, so probably in the moment, because usually when I'm, when I'm writing something, I'm very um, present in what I'm feeling. And I, I probably can't express it the way I felt it then. Mm-hmm. But I, in my understanding of what I feel could have been is um, there's, there's so much um, there's so much focus to the end that we forget the present. You we, we give ourselves the ending even before the start. You tell yourself um, I want to be I want to be successful. But for you to be successful, you must be willing to do small things that you do not want to do, but you must Embarrassment do. is the cost of entry. <laughs> yes. And you know, like, I feel like a lot of times people will come and say, oh, congratulations. Well done. I can say it on record. I have told myself congratulations more times than anyone will ever tell me. That's the complete opposite of what I've done. I tell I, you what. When someone tells me I am proud of you, they're just adding on the layer of my I am proud of you. Yeah, I t- look myself in the mirror and say, I am proud of you, Alice. I'm taking that home with me today. Take it home with because you. I struggle with accepting a compliment. I'll be like, oh, Hello, I know. Please like, take it home oh, okay. With Congratulations for getting Alice to do this podcast. Eh? <laughs> 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 That's I, amazing. Yeah, I like I it. I tell myself, Alice, I love you. Before anyone else tells me they love me, I have told myself more times. Yeah. I am always, I always create a base for everything I want. There's already a foundation, and that foundation has been created by me. Now, the smaller things, like uh, you know, like even creation. You look at this piece today. You say, Oh wow, this is an amazing piece. But it literally started from one small detail. And for me, the, the small details matter the most than the bigger picture. Because I have no vision, I have no actual vision of the bigger picture, but I have the vision of the small, small detail that I'm putting on a painting or the step that I've taken, that small step. And I have lived that small step. I have not yet lived the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that's very important to always be more aware of the small things that you're doing because those are the things that will now create that big thing that right, you have to right. see at the end of the day. Right. So how can you then focus on the big? Mm-hmm. Before the small, you woke up today, what did you do today? That's the small step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she wants to have a project completed. Mm-hmm. But the small step is that Doesn't you woke up, 
what did you do towards that that project? Yeah, I've had working here in this space that actually got me from a very dark space, feeling low, feeling um, maybe like I have no direction. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. Now <laughs> <laughs> one, one is to decide on realm of thoughts. Realm of thoughts. Realm of thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Realm of thoughts was. Literally just that there were so many things going on in my mind and um, I decided to put it in a painting and as I was as, as I was going through that process I, I began to hear a realm of thoughts yeah. and that's where I was. So if I didn't give myself a chance to paint it I would have never known what it would be like at the end of it. Amazing story. It's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Good. All right. So, um, before we go into your entrepreneurship journey, I wanted to ask you um, one more question. Um, you've collaborated with uh, Vera and uh, Bonplay. I hope I'm pronouncing her name. I may be butchering it. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the Without a Face project. So, Tell me how you met um, uh, these two ladies. ladies. I obviously I listen to I listen to everything. <laughs> there are backstories and all. Um, and but how did you come to meet them and their stories? And how did you say, well, let's collaborate here? Mm. So for Vera, Vera is actually from Malawi. Yeah. Uh, we met at a project in Egypt. And I actually won an award in Egypt. That was 2019. Yeah, that was Yeah. Great. So we met there and we kind of just connected. And we're still friends with him today. Um, we connected and we found that we have uh, similarities here and there. And we were actually roommates. So we didn't want to just leave it at that. Like after Egypt, we went back to our places. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's always the work next. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to keep a connection with someone, and because I related more uh, to what she also does, and she's an illustrator. Okay. So the whole project, um, I I worked I worked with um, uh, another friend who is not part of the like the the it's not among us, but just in the in the conceptualizing of the whole. Uh, of the whole concept of having a virtual exhibition because that was during the lockdown. Like the lockdown started, you know, building up. Then you're thinking, because we, we wanted to do an actual physical exhibition. Yeah. So there were ideas thrown around. Um, Brian, he's, he's based in SA and he's actually an artist as well. He's a musician, amazing. What amazing. Is yeah, he's very good at what he does. And uh, uh, his sister as well, Hannah. She's the one that did the the website. Okay. So it was kind of like a, a team uh, a team project. How do we put it virtually, and what do we need to add more flesh to the idea of just having uh, my art pieces there and the poem and the, so how do we how do we make it more meaningful? Mm. So Brian actually is the one that introduced me to Monkey. I'm also okay. Yeah. Yes, that sounds better than my attempt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she she's uh, she shared she she um she had a very personal experience. I've never met her, but we've 
we we follow each other on social media. Mm. So that's the closest we've ever we've ever been. So it was very nice to know that someone is willing to share that personal story with them with, with, with the world. So I brought my friend on board to say, okay, no, I think this would be a great collaboration. There's this website being set up. And we just we we made it happen. We made it happen and we just felt also um again have more impact. So there's an illustrator, there's a visual artist and there's someone who comes to share a personal story, who's also an author because she has a she she has a book called Church. Mm-hmm. So it was I think it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Okay, good. Right, stepping into a business. I like to talk about business mm-hmm. because everyone I talk to, especially still in the corporate world, wants to jump into business. And I say, I say <laughs> probably you're already doing your business. Keep that business. But you have to be to understand that entrepreneurship is no small thing. And, but you've done it. You're like, yeah, wait. So the, no one wants to hear the story. They want to hear the... Because that's what the books do, right? The books, the TV shows, the movies, they put it out rags to riches. They never put... The middle part, which is actually important. But I've had the privilege of um, knowing you for a number of years now. So one thing that's clear, I think that's been clear with me, is that you had this desire from the beginning. Doesn't mean it's it's been easy and all, but I I could tell that's something that you wanted to do. Obviously, I I met you, I got to know you more when I'd already made my jump <laughs> to it, but I could see that it's there, and you have had a lot of experience with it. Yeah. If, and one of the things, and I tell this to people, is if you're not willing to try anything, then. <laughs> Because you have to think outside the box. You have to think outside the box. Sometimes it's survival. Sometimes it's it's for reputation. Sometimes it's for profit. That's how I look at it. There are times when you're not even making enough, but you just have to keep your brand, grow your brand. There are times when you just need something to eat. And you... Right. (laughs) And then as your brand grows, it's just organically, I think... I, you said something before we started recording about there's a, a everything has a reason and happens at the right yeah. time because yeah. you can't be put where you're not ready naturally. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. If you're not ready for it, it that's won't why, come. Yeah, you have to go are. through all yeah. those things. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. So you have a fair share of experience in business and in, in entrepreneurship, and um, obviously you've started Fortitude Gallery, which is the prime thing, self-taught. I've been sh- teaching myself how to play the guitar. It's not easy. <laughs> so to get to this amazing stuff, someone would just say, oh, yeah, she went to art school. And, yeah, self-art school, <laughs> that's for sure. Yes. But by the time you go to school, you figure out where you want to polish up, you know, that kind of mm. thing. And you've, I know you've done chickens. Yeah. So chickens in the backyard. Yeah. And uh, for people who who just think you it's 
trying things without purpose you you've also been in charge of your um, family business mm-hmm. you know so you, tell me about your journey entrepreneurship and uh, all through the your story and um, the beginning the birth of fortitude gallery its journey yeah. to this point um i think like my 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 entrepreneurship the first time i actually came across the way entrepreneurship was at university and it was a subject mm-hmm. yeah um it was one of the modules in the economics syllabus yep so i found myself more drawn to entrepreneurship and just um first it was the word and i think the word has been very uh present even without me realizing So it's like you, you you're shaking through your modules and you say, oh, what's this entrepreneurship subject? But not knowing the significance of the word. And then as I'm learning the subject now, that module, and I'm becoming more interested in it. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing economics, but this is also part of economics. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should pay more attention, like just to kind of like understand what this is about. So fast forward to um, my first year after university. Um, I did a project with um, an organization, uh, AMCAN, then, I'm not sure if it still exists, and um, I had the privilege to, to, to be part of that team, and we, we were doing projects to do with um, child labor, okay. child labor activities, and we would go to different places, and uh, we didn't start, sometimes we didn't start a few ways. And Chibongo, those were like the areas where we would go. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm sharing that is because also that um, kind of triggered the me my my understanding that I was incapable of actually working for someone per se. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean I was not doing what I needed to do. Right. It just kind of made me see that there's actually something I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. With the experience I got from there, going to like field work, I actually enjoyed more of the field work than being in the office. Mm. You know, and I was thinking, ah, is this what people go through when they go to work? Like every day, you have to wake up, and sometimes I must confess, I used to be very late. Yeah. Very late. Um, very late. Extremely late, like ten hours late. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, I would go late, and those are like things that you're experiencing, you know, mm. kind of building your character. I'm thinking, I don't think I'll be good, a good employee, if I'm going this late to work. That's not a good thing. No. And then I did also like some projects like here and there, <coughs> and then I one specific project that I did, I forgot what exactly what that uh, organization was, but we were in Mumbwa. And so in Mumbwa is where I knew I needed to. I knew what I needed to do. I woke up this day and I was feeling the lowest, uh, like rock bottom, on a tree. Mm-hmm. And we had to go like get data collection. So it was just like for I think like a week, and we got paid uh, some amount for those days to collect data and all that. And <clears throat> When we went with that specific, that specific day, uh, I had bloodshot eyes. It was extremely hot, 
and I stood somewhere like I was I had tears in my eyes and I was asking myself Alice what are you doing here I know you want you want the money but what exactly are you doing here what's your what's your life plan yeah. literally asking myself a life plan in in Mumbai. yeah and uh, I looked at this I saw this like a field so now in that field there were three things that I spotted. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, we're one in nature. Yep. Yes. So there were three things, significant things that I spotted. There was um, some plants which were completely burned. Others were partially burned, and others were not burned at all. So as I looked closely at those things, those plants, I related more to the one that was partially burned. Okay. So now that being partially burned, I saw myself in that plant and I felt partially burned and I told myself, Alice, if that plant that is partially burned can stand in a field where there are others that are completely burned and others that are not burned at all, then it has hope and it believes in itself to still stand. And I got my phone. And I snapped that image and I titled it Scorched because that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. When I went back to the room that day, I remember telling the, the ladies that I was with on that project, I said, I know exactly what I need to do and I'm going to do it when I get back home and I'll never look back. And when I got back home, I actually printed it. in my room up to now. I have that image. titled Scorched. Stays just near my bed. <laughs> I see it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Scorched. And that kind of gave me a push. And I told myself, I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but I know exactly what I need to do. And that's 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 when I started now. How do I how do I now uh, do this this project uh, this this process. What 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 do I need? Okay, um, pictures. Okay, so I'll use my phone. I'll take pictures. I used to then I the iPhone and mm. would take like very nice very nice pictures. So okay, I can do these pictures and then I can print them. Okay, but what do I print? It? So it's it's a process. So I started now to learn through the whole process. What do I need to do to create these things? Yeah. So this that's where now. Okay, so I need to do, I need to register a business. And again, the word fortitude, just given what it means. And the first time I came across that word was actually in a TV show years ago. And I said, fortitude, what is fortitude? So I went and said, oh, wow, okay. And it stuck with me for many years to come. And I, and I, and I knew it was very significant because it describes who I am. Okay. We're never giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, so everything, the name, I said, okay, so I need to do, I need to, I need knowledge, I need more knowledge, like, what do I need to do? So I, I took up, like, uh, an entrepreneurship program, I, I love entrepreneurship programs, and I went, like, okay, women's entrepreneurship program, we I used to go to Kuku Compound, yeah. that's where the center was, and it was, if we create, so yeah. it was, like, 2016, so now, you okay, now I have this knowledge, okay, this is so great. I need to now register the business. I went to Pakra, 
I registered the business, I did like another name, they said no, this one exists, something similar. So I said, no, okay. Because even that same piece that I that started coached was with another with another name. <clears throat> you know, this identity thing. So now I'm I'm learning through the process. I'm like, okay, so how do I need to do this? Okay, so this this PACRA registration. Okay, we're working with quality with Axe Gallery. Yes, no one has that name. Great. So what do I need now? How do I need to build this? And I would go for, I, I went for a student entrepreneurship summit and I was telling my, my sister, I think the other day, uh, I don't know what, I think, yeah, I was sharing with someone, saying, you know, people will look at me today and then they'll think, um, they'll say I'm privileged. <laughs> but I have actually those, that scorched and another piece. I went to a summit, an entrepreneurship summit, and um, people were exhibiting. I went dressed nicely, carried those friends. <laughs> and I was going to almost every exhibitor there showing them what I do. Because now I'm thinking, how am I going to tell people what I do? They are the ones exhibiting. I'm here to see what they... And I went where I could go, collecting numbers. This is what I can do with pictures. I print. I take pictures like this, artistic pictures, and then I print them and frame them like this and all that. And a whole process. There's so many things that I've had to do that are not the small things that are not shown on the outside yeah yeah things like even self-sponsorship i have some money okay i'm very big on investing in myself and sometimes to other people it seem like but who sponsors your stuff i sponsor my mm-hmm. own things <laughs> you require yourself yes i sponsor my own projects most of the times and it's only like when now you've been in the in the in the business per se where there will now be other people who now get to see what you're doing and then now they they, yeah. they invest in you. I actually call it like people success cause success. It's like a mm. bank. Mm. If I go to the bank today, they'll be like, Well, you want to borrow money here yes. because you want to start a business or invest in a new idea and whatnot. They'll be like, No. They won't they won't give me anything. Yeah. As soon as they see something trickling into my account, they're like, Hey, come here. What's happening? Mm. Can we, you know, we could actually give you more money so you can expand. So <laughs> that's the way it works. And, and, and in it also, there's a lesson of wisdom. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I like what, what Pompey says. He says, you can't uh, live in a house you didn't lay a brick in. It's, it's like you can't, if you didn't really build it, put in the work, there's nothing to be proud of. And that's why sometimes we always, uh, sometimes we feel dismayed when we want some support from somebody and they don't give it to us. Consider it a blessing. Yes, yes. Consider it a blessing. Yeah. Because when they put it in, you're no longer, it's, your identity to it is reduced. When, when they come later, you can call the, uh, tabulate the terms. Yes. You call the show and say, okay, this is how I want you to be part of my yeah. business. Yeah. This is where the boundaries are. This is how much I need for, in terms of help and support. Sometimes it's not always money. Yes. No, it's just visibility. You have to recognize. Remember, survival, reputation, and profit. Yeah. <laughs> they are cycles. Sometimes yeah. it's profit. Sometimes it's reputation or yeah. brand growing. Sometimes it's survival. So there's, there's value in you putting in your own time and effort. Mm. It's hard, it by the way. And those, that's the stuff people don't want to hear. They don't the story. Want to hear ah, that. come on. You're telling me about all these 
I don't want. I just want to hear the part about the good thing, so I can yes. have a bit of it. But yeah, you yeah, are and, and and I think like you just reminded me of something that I always tell myself is, uh, every time, the only time, in fact, the only time I forgo money is when there's an indirect investment. For me, that is helped me a lot. I'm going to meet someone, and see these people could actually add more value than money. Because sometimes money will be, it might be a one-off. Yeah, yeah. But you create a relationship with someone, they will come back over and over again and create like that uh, relationship. And you find that it has more value than if you were given right. that once that money one time and it's you spend it and it's gone. And it's gone. So I, uh, I'm always very cautious about uh, when I'm. Uh, approached maybe or I'm approaching an entity and I'm asking myself will, will money be more valuable right now or is the connection with this organization yeah. and I've gone on certain trips that I still find to go there because I know it will build the brand right. um, it will improve either maybe my work yeah. um, my presentation even like with the collaboration, there was no money involved, mm-hmm. but there was that where people are bringing in um, different skills. Di- yes, different skills to the set, and you have this thing that is great. So um, I think those experiences have helped me like through my entrepreneurship journey, and also like the family business. This you, you try this, it doesn't work out. Mm. You pause if you have to pause. Focus That's on important. Yes. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Get back on top, okay. Get back again. See, you leverage. I think leverage also is very important so that you're not always uh, going around in circles. If something is not working, it's not working yeah. for a reason. You're either not ready for it or it's not the direction you need to go. Yeah. And the more you sometimes, you know, we, we sit and think, should I actually keep pushing or this is like my. my, my it's time to leave. <laughs> yes. So I think you need to also assess all those things. And it's very hard. Like literally, the crying has been. I've cried so many times. <laughs> Even right before the book, I had that experience. Right yeah. before the book, I had that similar yeah. experience of feeling. Because yeah. you know, sometimes you get so many notes. Right. I think that's 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 why I don't like. I mean, I've I've done it. I've read books, and I no longer do it because I'm. When I'm reading the books now, I'm looking for those details. When someone is telling me their success story, I want to to hear about their tears because it sort of tells me, I, I don't know. That is normal. That, that is, is real. Yes, that is you know, reality. But no one is saying they cried. It's just like, okay, I had a great idea, made up some people, and then it worked. No, no, that's yeah. not how it works. There's a whole journey because like, for you to really succeed... It's when you're at the top that all these experiences matter. Exactly. When you get there, all those... Are you going to spend the way you spent before you started your journey? No. Because of the experience, you know. The first money that came in, you're like, oh, then you realize the business has to run. So all those lessons that you drop, they yeah. teach you financial management, they teach you wisdom. Wisdom is the important thing. That works when you need to know when to stop or when to push harder. So all those things matter at the top. When you are there, you know, okay, when we're making decisions, we don't want to go back there. Go I've back. done this. So, it all matters. So, yeah. I, 
I, and that's why like I'm such a very regular person and I want to talk to people like you who everyone assumes it just everyone of us has got a wonderful gift that God has put in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just because you're not a celebrity, you're not on whatever doesn't mean that talks that's that um determines your value. Exactly. So when you speak to people who, like I'm speaking to you, I've I don't feel out of place, you know what ah, I mean? You know yes. what I mean? I'm amazed at the wonderful things that you're doing because they tell a story. Mm-hmm. They tell a story that people can be different. Very different. But successful in their own right. In their you, own right. And you can't compare a tree to a block. Just to do, but they will still be successful. And but you learn from me. And just because you don't know about them doesn't mean they're not successful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so true, and and I think also just like um, the other thing that uh, has really helped me is um, to trust myself. Okay. To really trust myself and to believe in myself, and to always just remember that. The, my my success will only stop when I stop. When I stop is when my success ends. And success is not always exterior. Yep. It's not when someone tells you you are successful. You are successful or you have won this amount or you have won this award. The success actually for me is when you start. Yeah. For me, that is success. When I start, I have succeeded. I, 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 even in the process, like my projects, like I'll say things like, you know, like for me, numbers actually are not things that I'll focus on. How many people showed up? No. Even if it's two people that show up, I have succeeded. For me, that like, you look at the big number, I don't know. It just always feels to, I just don't relate. You could have a crowd of people that are not even interested in Exactly. That. And you have one person yeah. who will value what you've done. Yeah. And they'll really appreciate it. And they'll, it will be impactful to them. For me, that is success. And just to emphasize on, like, success comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people stereotype what success is. And I think that's what limits even how far they can go. And you're working against another person's vision of success and not your own. Right. So I think it's just very important to not. Cool. So in terms of the whole process, um, what has been your experience with failure and how have you balanced from it? Failure. <laughs> yeah. Um... I think, you know, like, if you ask me this question maybe, like, four years ago, yeah. I would have had a lot of things to say about failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is when you don't do this, failure is... Now, I don't even know what it is to fail. And I'm not like, I don't know what it is to fail. I always just look at it that um, if that didn't work out, I've not failed. I'm actually just... And I have another chance at pushing harder. 
I look at it as a chance. I don't look at it as failure. If I approach you and you tell me no, I have not failed. It just means you're not the right person for what I'm trying to achieve. You're not the right piece to, to fit into that puzzle. So I no longer look at failure as 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 failure. I look at it as a chance. Like yeah. it's just a chance. It's just like a moment. It's just it's just a no. Yeah. It's, it doesn't mean it's the end. You know, like I think like failure has always been looked at as the end. Yeah. Because when you fail, it's like you've not finished. Yeah. You you failed. So I haven't failed. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a pause. Yeah. It's, it's what next? Yeah. It's my what next? So I think that's how I can answer that that question. It's it's even hard for me to describe what failure is at the yeah. moment because I just it's just a chance. It's just it's just another way. Yeah. yeah. That's a great perspective of looking at it actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um as we come to the end of uh, conversation, my last uh, something that I wanted to learn from you is um, how you go about like marketing exhibitions. I mean, you talked about uh, obviously the first time was you carry what you had and take it, <laughs> get as many connections, and then obviously um, you you sometimes look at it from a perspective of. Uh, I'm just going to approach this brand or this organization to push my brand up or stuff like that. But how do you go about it uh, apart from exhibitions? What else do you do to market your work? Your work? So if you, if you look at me, if you, if you look at my, uh, I'll use social media to, to respond to that. If you look at my private page or like my personal page, uh, where I'm going out and doing what, having fun, uh, Chilling, they say, there's a certain way I present myself. Okay. And if you look at my work, it's like a polar opposite of how I present myself with work. Okay. And for me, that's the balance. All right. And it's it's worked for me. It's still working. I don't know if it will work years from now, but for now, it's still working. I get to leave both sides. So I, I, I intentionally, again, intentionally told myself, Every time I'm doing my work, I will present it to the best of my ability. I will put in the best work that I can in my capacity. How I dress for my for my work, how I'm going to approach. If I came to the, to the office, I would I dress how I want to be presented with my work. That's how my brand appears. Mm-hmm. So for me, what has helped me and what has worked is to always just present myself as professional as possible. And not professional in the sense that you have to be tiptoe, neat, and all that. <laughs> but I should just, if it's important to me, I will take it, I will treat it with that much importance. Right. So, uh, the colors, the, down to the fonts. Even an example is like the book. Uh, again, the guy I was working with will tell you, say, and <laughs> but he understood the person. He understood me and was like the best person to work with because uh, I want certain. I wanted to communicate. Mm-hmm. For me, like the communication is very important. When you go to my web page, it must communicate to you that I'm very passionate about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. that I'm very serious about what I'm doing, that I'm willing to work with what I'm doing, and I'm ready and I'm very open minded. And these are things that I usually say with people that I'm very open to suggestions. I will tell you what I want, what I hope for. But yeah. I will tell you I am very open to suggestions because I know my mind is not the best. Yeah. 
Yeah. A combination of different minds will always bring out even more than what I could think of. Yeah. So I will tell you what I would hope for. I will, I will, I will sell myself. Uh, now I've been practicing like my one minute pitch. I'll tell you about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pitch myself to you and I'll tell you, but I'm very open to suggestions. <laughs> suggestions right. <laughs> and when I say I'm very open to suggestions, that doesn't mean what you give me, I take. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I'm very way. open to suggestions, <laughs> but when you suggest, I will gauge whether I still want to be affiliated with you. Yeah. And also, um, never being afraid of platforms. There's certain organizations that I've talked to and they've given me straight no's, mm -hmm. but the no is not a discouragement. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that you actually took time to tell me no. No. That's important. That's, that's very important. You responded you to responded my request. To you, that is because then you took your time out of your schedule to consider to it. consider that this is actually worth a response. So for me, that is, is very important. I, I am not afraid to approach. Yeah. I actually love the uncomfortable spaces yeah. because in the in uncomfortable spaces, I thrive actually. I like the recent I attended a summit in, in South Africa mm -hmm. uh, in July. Yeah. And one of the people who was there comes to me and says, Ah, excuse me, are you one of the organizers or maybe like the sponsors? Mind you, I'm the only Zambian in that mm -hmm. <laughs> summit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Probably. So now I'm thinking, oh I said, No, I'm I'm just attending. This is why. No, so I asked him, but why would you think that there's you know, the way you carry yourself and the yeah, way you yeah. ask the questions? <laughs> so I'm always ready. Right. I, I, I trust myself, I believe in myself, and I also believe that I am capable. Yeah. So I am never afraid to approach. I will, and being afraid also doesn't mean I, I won't be scared. Like, I'll be scared too, but I'm not afraid to approach. Uh, I might even be shaky here there, but yeah. I will still be... You're like still, a duck. You yes. look so calm, but underneath you're kicking like yes, crazy, you know? Yes, I'll still approach it right. confidently. Mm. So for me, that works. Even just like, uh, never underestimate um, what you can get from these different platforms. How do you use your social media? Mm. Mm, most of my work that I've, get, that I've gotten is through social media. And I've approached like certain organizations on their Facebook platform. And they respond to me and then they direct me to where I need to go. And at the end of it, oh, we do something together. Yeah. So networking, mm -hmm. uh, socializing actually. Even socializing has helped me. I go to a place and see, you find that, oh, you're having a discussion with them. Be open-minded to just listen to what the next person has to say. And you find that you get to learn one or two things. And then also just knowing what to see. Like know what to see about because... Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people tell me my work is not great. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's your perception. I can't change that. Yeah. I can't change your perception. But when I look at my work, I feel, oh, no, my work is great. Yeah. If I feel about, good about it. Yeah. Because it, yes. it, and it's not your cup of tea. It's there's not. That. And then there's certain suggestions that are, you'll be like, no, I didn't think of it. But they are clear exactly. to see. Everything is clear to see. Exactly. Because... Some some criticism is not criticism. It's just people expressing their own inferiority com yes. complexes. Like you could really do this much. You could really do this great yes. stuff, and they don't want to. Yeah. And we don't want to go into the specifics, <laughs> but I <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. so all those things just being staying grounded. Also, just like stay grounded. Um, 
excuse me, stay grounded, um, present yourself the way you, you would feel good about yourself. So if another person, um, like I've had people uh, tell me, like I'm maybe in a social place, and I'll say, Alice, right? Alice Molo. I say, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not able to. He says, no, 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 you don't know me, but I know you. Great work. You have amazing work. You're doing amazing. I'm like, well, thank you. I've actually met people who are like a fan. Like, yeah. they are very excited to see me. And it's just actually very amazing. Yeah. So why not focus on the four to people one person? Yes. Uh, than the, the multitude of people who tell you you're not great. Yeah. And you know, they, we always say, you know, numbers don't lie. Sometimes the numbers lie. They actually do. Yes. The so ma- The majority is actually not. Yes. True. So just because you have maybe like a large following <laughs> doesn't mean you're doing great. Yeah. It's not always the case. Even in my, like, if you look at my social media page, like my web page, I think about just these little followers. But I've actually done some amazing work with the few followers yeah. on my platforms. So I think just knowing yourself is very important. Amazing. Yeah. I like this stay grounded because one of the things I always tell people, it's funny. I tell people close to me that the reason I am not wealthy and rich is because of my principles like, or my, my ethics. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, if, if anything was open, I would do it. Like I would rather lose out. And, you know, it doesn't mean when you go to your room and you're thinking about what could have been, you know, sometimes like, you know, maybe you just be sad. But yeah. when you're grounded, you stick with it, you know. You lose friends. You yes. <laughs> lose a lot of friends. Yeah. Or lose all of them. Yes, that's, that's very <laughs> Your family and yeah. all those things look at you like you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it, that represents me. That I feel I'm okay with it. Yeah. If that's what it cost me, so be it. Yes. I would love to do something and to have that opportunity. But if that's what that opportunity means, you know, at the end of the day, everyone should be able to say, you know, when come, that's who he is. That's, that's, that's no matter what the circumstance is. Yeah. So it's great that you kind of reaffirm this for me to yeah, stay grounded. Oh, Alice, it's been great, amazing conversation. I hope we can do this again and have more conversations. Every time we have um, a chat, it's always great to hear perspective and it's always an excuse for me to see your art. <laughs> it's been great having you here and uh, I, I I hope that uh, we can uh, set up another time to talk more and dive deeper into this thing. No, we definitely need to because there's a project I'm working on. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to put all the links to your uh, gallery, to your work, and your social media feed as well on the show and post it when it's all edited out. And then, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. (laughs) Just, uh, it's kind of been a trip through when I started and it's good to go back to some of those memories. Yeah. So thank you for your time yeah. and uh, according me this opportunity to be on your podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Wow. I had such a great conversation and time to explore her stunning studio. I got an appreciation of the person behind the art and connected with her about a lot of things that we experience as entrepreneurs. But most importantly, just as people. 
Alice has such a positive outlook on life, her perspective is so infectious and it belies her own struggles or challenges. I just learned so much from her. I hope you did too. I definitely intend to work with her one way or another to help her share her book, but also just be able to experience her art uh, some more. It's really an amazing piece, that art therapy book. Um, you should see the link in the show notes to her website and her work. But I'm also sending out two adult therapy coloring books exclusively autographed by Alice herself to the first two people who send me some feedback on this podcast. So get typing, people. You know the email address. You know how to catch me. Well, that does it for this episode of the Pretender Podcast. Please rate and review my show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Inaendeshwa na Afripods. 